0: The Boston Celtics live to see another day and another series. Up next, the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, and Bobby Manning. I, I feel like I manifested this tonight in my Miami Heat colors. I guess it was kind of trash. Hey. Oh, <laughs> there
1: you go. Ready Ready for for ball with ways, right,
0: <laughs> right. so let's be. talk about we know we just wrapped up game seven, a huge win for the Celtics, but it's time to flip the script right away. Your initial impressions of this matchup with the heat, Bobby, we'll start with you.
1: It's going to be hard. I don't think any of us are going to disagree about that. Mm-hmm. This team's better than the Raptors. They have more talent. They have more depth. And they do a lot of the same things that the Raptors do defensively better. But fortunately for the Celtics, they're also more of a transition team than a half-court team offensively. So it's a good matchup for the Celtics' defense, too. The biggest difference, though, Bam out of bio. You go from Marcus All, who did nothing in the series, to maybe the best center in the NBA if he keeps progressing the way he is. That's a steep, steep difference, and he's going to be hard to contend with.
2: Yeah, no question. Uh, best center that the Celtics are going to see by a mile. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, let's put it this way. In The pick-and-roll set, which I think is uh, something that – uh, the Miami Heat can defend really well. I think Bam is a big difference compared to Joel Embiid and compared to what we saw with Marcus Saul. Whether you're putting him out there on an island or whether he's uh, you know on a switch, he can he can guard very uh, he's much more different. He's an upgrade than, than Marcus Saul for sure. So that's a that's a big thing that's uh, in Miami's favor. But yeah, to Bobby's point, I I think the transition defense that we saw throughout the, the series, I think that goes a long way with the Miami Heat. They like to get out and in the an open floor and of course they have shooters. I mean, when these guys get going it can be a really long night when Duncan Robinson gets going. Like if for guys who aren't like for casual NBA fans, if you're not hip to Duncan Robinson, like check out his YouTube page, like check out his highlights (laughs) from throughout the season. Cause he's had one hell of a season and he has that sort of same Van fleet ish story, right? G league, you know, really had to work his way up the ranks uh, to the NBA. He got a spot on this team and he's just one of, uh, I don't know, four or five, uh, consistent three-point shooters, would you say, Bobby? Somewhere to that. Aspect. I think Jimmy, this
1: season he was the best shooter football, in the NBA. Right?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, those are the two things that I'm looking at the most. Uh, transition defense and uh, the, the, the pick-and-roll defense for Miami and how much Bam's going to play a part in the series.
3: You guys spent all that time talking. You never once even mentioned two words. Jimmy Oh, because his, his name is Jimmy? Jimmy <laughs> Jim Butler. Jim Butler. Spent, I just spent all that time flapping your gums, and not one of you is gonna mention Jimmy Butler. And this guy is the heart and soul of the Heat. He's the reason the Heat are where they are. He's almost he he is the identity of the Heat, right? I mean, I mean, he's that tough, hard-nosed player, a guy that you know teams didn't, you know, for for one reason or another, he hasn't he hasn't lasted on the teams that he was on prior, and he's found a home here in Miami. He's that hard-nosed defender that you know guys don't want to play up against you know it's one of those guys where you step on the court you guys remember or maybe you don't Joe Sway because you probably didn't play much growing up but you walk out on the court you walk out on the court you say I don't this guy's going to defend me today Like, this is going to be a long game man and like he's that guy so for me it's putting him in check and I think Celtics fans are going to be that he's going to be enemy number one for a lot of Celtics fans because they're going to be like wow this guy is tough tough as nails so for me, it's it's getting him in check early on, setting the tone, and I think he's the he's the head of the snake, obviously.
2: You know, you know what, Jimmy? This is this is the this is Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens' role, well, okay? <laughs> like, Jimmy, I mean, uh, Bobby and I—we're we're talking about like defensive. Sets, I know. We've I know been living guys, in Brad like... Stevens and freaking Nick Nurse's head the last week and a half, so we're talking about. I mean, yeah, obviously, Jimmy's a big part here in this game, but we'll yeah. get to it. Go but also,
3: the other thing we haven't mentioned is the is I think that Heat Heat depth is another problem that the Celtics are going into because the Celtics, if you if you watched Game Seven or, or most of the series, the bench wasn't exactly a consistent factor in that series for the Celtics.
0: Well, we're going to have plenty of more days now leading up to the game to get deeper into this preview of the matchup. Game one is not until Tuesday. But just really quickly, guys, one player that you think could be the difference maker for the Celtics, we said it was going to be Marcus Smart in the heavyweight battle against the Raptors. Does anyone stick out to you in this matchup?
1: Got to go Smart again because there's going to be one guy on the Heat who's a weaker defender, whether it's Hero, whether it's uh, Dragic, like they're, mm-hmm. they're going to have a weaker guard, probably isolated on him. And that's an advantage for smart to shoot, to get into the lane, to make plays. He's always going to be that fifth guy on the Celtics. Who doesn't draw the attention of the others. He's going to be the Hayward in rotation who needs to shoot the threes off the catch. It's going to be him again. And he came out and won this Raptors series. So more credit to him. I think he could do it again here against the heat.
2: I'm going Jalen Brown by a mile here. Oh man, head games. Are we talking about Jay Crowder? We're talking about Jimmy Butler. Man, this guy uh, was like Jay's understudy growing up. So it's like, oh, he'll hey,
1: probably cover Butler.
2: Welcome to the big league. Yeah, but you know, on the switches, like you know, whether it's just just talking trash or getting caught on switches or whatever, like this team is tough. Like they're physical. And one thing I'm, I don't know, guys. I don't, I don't want to call Jalen vulnerable mentally, but some parts of the series, I was a little. Timid and thinking that he could actually, you know, uh, convert big shots down the stretch. Because I thought that he was a little trigger happy, of course, in Game Six and a little bit in Game Seven. So we'll see how much he gets into his uh, his, his own feelings, I guess, through this one. With, you know, playing against some some tough defenders.
3: I was obviously going to say Jalen, so good answer. I'm going to go very out of the box with this next one. I'm going to say Rose, close. What about Gordon Hayward? What if Gordon Hayward Ooh. can get can get into this series now? Talk about X factor. I mean, to me, that's a guy who can totally switch it's things a up. The question of the
1: series now. Yeah, you got yeah, some definitely.
3: offense. You got think, some more offense coming off the bench.
0: I think if the Celtics
2: start this
0: series well, I don't know if they even play with putting Gordon Hayward into this series. I mean, it, it oh, all depends. Oh, let's
2: talk about gentlemen's week.
0: <laughs> I'm going. With, I'm going with Kemba Walker. He got away with some mediocre offense. Of course, pieces. you are. In this series, and nice I don't think it's gonna fly against the Miami Heat in a much more high-powered offense than the Toronto Raptors. So we'll see if Kemba can also turn up that gear into superstar status, status as well as what we're looking for out of Jason Tatum. But for all of our Celtics playoff coverage, find it on our website at cbsnnewsmedia.com and on our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access.
1: The Garn report is brought to you by Car Shield. Car Shield, America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands for a covered repair. Call 800-CAR6000 and mention code BEAT, or visit CarShield.com and use code BEAT to save 10%. That's CarShield.com.
4: Max Raptor's gone. Bucks gone. Celtics heat. Jimmy Butler, you've been talking about him on the radio everywhere. I hear you saying, Butler's a cold killer. What do the Celtics have to do against the Heat to compete in this series? Well, I think the Celtics
5: have to play their game. And if they play their game, I think they'll be okay. Uh, the big factor to me is if Gordon Hayward comes back. Uh, you talking about Bam Malabalo. is barely been good rebounding in basketball. And the thing about this Miami team I think it's almost a carbon copy of the Celtics. They're deep. When you think about bringing Kelly Olynyk as maybe the eighth man off the bench, it really shows you how deep they are. They have shooters. Uh, Celtics will have to defend the three ball. And probably bigger than that, the Celtics will probably have to contend with maybe an even better zone this time uh, mm-hmm. out there uh, with Kimba out there. I think the only thing you look at with Miami, Miami doesn't have the shot blockers or the bigs. Uh, that uh, Toronto has. so you might be okay there. but Jimmy Butler is the key to what they do. Uh, he's physical. he has an attitude, he's arrogant, he's cocky. your type of I guy love that about him. <laughs> uh, because you know he, he has that I don't give a damn attitude, I don't need no friends, and I'm not taking any prisoners. Early, I'd, like put, I'd like to put him and Marcus Mark in a damn cage match. Yeah, say, we can tell, you know, yeah, I, I would like to odds do
4: that. For that. <laughs> we mm-hmm. can do odds on that one. one. Two men go in, one man comes out. I think Marcus would come out of that one. I'm not sure. I don't know. It says a lot for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Butler, he seems to have found a home in Miami. And early on, you were saying, talking to, you know, on the phone or whatever, basically, you were like the Bucks or the Heat. You would have rather seen the Bucks. I think. Is that true?
5: No, not really. I, I think the Bucks present whatever it is, they present a real problem for the Celtics. Uh, you know, it also Bledsoe plays particularly well against the Celtics. And he didn't play well at all against Miami. Miami countered everything they did with Droggage and guys like that. Uh so I think it's a better matchup, it's a better fit right now for the Celtics. But the coaching styles man, oh, that's, that is really that's gonna be that's gonna be this isn't Checkers anymore. we we Ooh. not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. This is going to be a <laughs> great coaching matchup. Eric Spoltz has done a great job, and he is right
4: out of the same playbook More. that yeah. Riley is out of. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that, the Pat Riley playbook. I think he's a little bit maybe – When you look at Spolstra and our last coach, Nick Nurse, that that Brad had to go against, I think Spolstra really matches Stevens' style much better, where Nurse kind of sucked the life out of the room a lot of times.
5: I think that Nick Nurse, who is, you know, is a great coach. Um, But I think that his – I think Brad Stevens' X's and O's were better than Nick Nurse's X's and and O's at the end of the day. Uh, When the Celtics played their full complement game, they won that series and They won games handily. Uh, when Toronto made it muddy, that is when those games were close and Toronto was able to win. Uh, Eric Sposter is a guy who, who is a, a thinker. He will have his guys revved up, he will try to get advantages. Uh, and, and who's going to guard who? Is Tatum going to be guarded by who? Who's going to guard Tatum? Who's going to yep. guard Brown? Uh, and I think that's one of the key components that you think about and I see now that the Celtics might be able to play a guy like Cantor in the paint maybe in this series where he really didn't even really see the light of the day against uh, Toronto Raptors So you think more Cantor, less Williams less... I, I, I think so I think the, the more physical aspect of somebody rebounding on the inside because Bam is, is a handful yeah. and uh I think that Cantor might not be able to guard him completely, but Cantor will give him a hell of a run on the glass on his defensive end, and that would slow down anything that Miami would do when it came to trying to get on the break.
4: So overall, the Celtics probably have the, the advantage over the Miami Heat. Do you see Boston going to the NBA Finals?
5: I see slightly. I think they do, and again, it depends on if Gordon Haywood comes back. Gordon Hayward comes back and he's able to give me 20 minutes a game or give give them 20 minutes a game, then, you know, I feel really confident, confident about it because he's going to be an ingredient. He's going to be a key point to what the Celtics have to do. Uh, he's going to give you another shooter out on the floor. And O'Shea has done a pretty good job defensively. Yeah. I think we would all would rather see uh, – Gordon. Gordon not shoot the jump shot oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and on, the, on the other side have Gordon Haywood shooting the jump shot from the three-point line because Gordon Haywood is someplace around 50% from the field and almost 40% from the three-point line so I think you get a better sense of scoring
4: with him and I think that will present more problems for Miami. What could you expect from Gordon or what's fair to expect from Gordon in a comeback in this series? Well, I think that
5: they're going to try to work slow, obviously, because, you know, Gordon Taylor's injury. But um, when you come off an ankle injury, you know, you, sometimes you baby it a little bit. I hope he's able to push it a little bit more. And I'm sure that the Celtics waited and waited. They you know, they could have they used him against Toronto. Oh, yeah. but, but he wasn't able to give him anything. Toronto, okay, you've had now four more days of rest and are you going to be able to use him in the first game or can you get four more days of rest? So I think the Celtics are going to be try to do do the due diligence about using him, but uh, I think if he comes back, I think he should be, I would expect, you know, kind of the same Gordon Hayward, a guy can shoot the ball from the outside, run the floor,
4: maybe not play, jumping play. as well, but, you know, a lot of those other essentials. Plus you have to guard him. I mean, no matter what, struggling or not Gordon Hayward has to be guarded which spreads the court and as far as Gordon goes I think the big the big plus here is the playmaking abilities because you have to guard him so he could obviously find the open guy in the paint and in all of this you look at what's the high end of a Gordon Hayward injury you never want to see anybody get injured but it did give Grant Williams, Shemi Ojole, a lot of these guys off the bench Mm-hmm. more run in the uh, Toronto series, which I think helps helps the Celtics overall.
5: Well, it gives them another opportunity, other options to use uh, if they don't have them. And you always – the thing you cannot do, you cannot duplicate an NBA game in practice. You can practice as hard as you want to, but when you get in a regular game and a practice game, those are two different things. So, uh, yeah, it, it probably will benefit them a little bit with some of those guys playing but Gordon Hayward is
4: a key to what you're doing, uh, you know, if you're going to go for if you're going to get by Miami. Max, the series against Toronto, the Boston Celtics, they, I would say they, they, they really proved their mental fortitude in game seven. Elimination game in the bubble. It's almost like, F it, I want to go home, right? You see the Celtics, neither did Toronto. They played right till the closing buzzer. But if you look at, take the Sixers series aside, You look at the Toronto and the Celtics series, what can they take from that series, carry it over to Miami and help them to get past the Miami Heat? And then on the flip side, what do you want to see them do differently or do better that they didn't do against Toronto?
5: Well, I think the biggest thing is, and I think is they they come together as twins and that's not take their foot off the gas. If the Celtics put their foot on the gas and maintain focus, they win games handily, but when they get off the gas and they get a little lax and they start making plays and throwing the ball behind your back and, you know, lolly dotty out there, they take the foot off the gas and the opposition gets back in. You know, that series should have essentially been over. Uh, you know, Celtics should have been up 3-0. Uh, Kimba made a great play to Tice, should have been the winning basket. And then Toronto just found a way. They, they had the heart of a champion. They willed, them, willed themselves back in that. Southern's, again, were clearly the best team. But the best team almost got beat. And got the beat. guy who makes the, makes the most amazing play is Marcus Smart. You know, he had, he had words going back and forth with all these different people. And Marcus makes this incredible block. To essentially, saved the game. That, is and, that the play of his career? No, Marcus has had so many great defensive plays that you look at. You can think about him taking the charge against Harden. You can think about him the the six, the five threes that he hit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, against Toronto. Uh, you know, Marcus is just a remark. He's a highlight guy waiting to happen. And uh, you know, that was just a huge block. And We've seen him make blocks on centers like that before but this time a great block is you know at the right he, time at the right time trying to come and clearly you could see toronto's bitch they jumped up they were like he uh, he didn't oh that was it a, was like a, so cool. it was just a great block what about the free throw shooting issue oh so. yeah definitely, definitely you can't you can't leave points on the table you oh. can't do that uh brown tatum and I want to see Kimba. And this Definitely. is what That's I nice. want to see. Kimba be Kimba for the complete series. What we saw Kimba for probably about three games being Kimba Walker or being aggressive looking for
4: Early a shot. in the series, right? Early. And
5: early in the series, Kimba was aggressive looking for a shot. And then, I don't know if it was, you know, his knee was sore, or but he did not explode coming off those pick and rolls, looking for the jump shot the way he had early in that series or, you know, even in the series before. So I look for him with maybe three or four days rest, treatment, for him to be as explosive coming off because he'll need it. They got, they have some tricky guys over there. Dragon's is just tricky. Tricky. Just tricky. He's a veteran guy, left-handed, can score the basketball. They have five, six guys, maybe seven guys can get them double figures almost on any given night. And, you know, think of Hero shooting uh, the three, Roberts shooting the three, Robertson shooting the three. Those are guys who can put the ball in the hole. So you're going to have to be aware. And very much, I'm telling you, this game seems so much like, you know, two, two identical twins playing against each other. And what they're able to do. The Celtics want to shoot the threes. Miami wants to shoot the threes. Miami wants to defend. The Celtics want to defend. Uh, Great point guards, great players all over. And who's going to impose their will? Is it going to be Tatum imposing his will out there? And Jalen Brown, to me, was probably the most consistent Celtic of them all. But will it be, you know, Brown and Tatum against the Butler? And that is going to – that. Is the matchup that really fascinates me? What the Butler is going to do out there because uh, he just takes a, he he takes on a nasty, evil personality, and I absolutely you love that, love it, love that. It. Love love
4: that. It. Because it, it is it a, a rare breed in the NBA today where you see that nasty.
5: Well, you got one on the other side, Marcus. I know, Moore. I know
4: that. <laughs> so I know that.
5: There, there are a couple of guys in the league right now who have that. Uh, with them, uh, you know, who are a little nasty, a little, you know, you look, as they say, a little crazy out there. You you never know. You know, Patrick Beverly is another guy, little, you know, uh, Westbrook, another guy now that he's home. and Wasn't it fascinating to see in, in the Houston Lakers series, yeah. you know, all of a sudden Westbrook was screaming at somebody from the sideline, and that was Rajon Rondo's <laughs> brother, who was heckling him. So that, that was just that, – that was just adds a more few,
4: But there are a handful of those guys like that. they are not many, but there's a handful. I think it's safe to assume it'll be the Lakers or the Clippers coming out of the West. Hmm. Is it safe to assume? I don't know safe
5: to assume that Denver has played well. I hope it's the Clippers because I think the Clippers – Give, would give the Lakers a lot more problems because of Kawhi, because of Paul George, because of that. But Denver, the way they're playing right now, and the Clippers seem to be choking a little bit on the egg, Doc Rivers is about to get his troops together and give one of those Doc Rivers speeches. He's good at those, though. He's pretty good at those. So if good. Boston's
4: going to face either, you'd rather see them see uh, your rival, the Los Angeles Lakers, First, we gotta get. By, they gotta uh, get. They gotta that's right.
5: Let's not let's not move too far. Stay in your lane. Miami,
4: Miami's
5: Miami's dangerous. Miami, the way they're playing right now, they're a very dangerous basketball club. So if you try to look ahead and get your crystal ball out and who we might be playing next, you might be home if you think that way uh, versus Miami, because you know everybody was saying for a while that Toronto was the hottest team in the bubble. Well, the hottest team in the bubble is Miami, the way they're playing. Yep,
4: yep, yep. Well, I think on that note, Max. I love you guys, when you give that. No, that, that when you end it like that, yep. I got that from you. I love I love you the that, king of that. that let listen to the sports hub. You calling games. Sean Grandy said, yep, 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 yep. That's no,
5: not, not when Sean asked me about No. You know,
4: I got well, that not not when he, you were playing, Max. When not he when he
5: asked me about you. John Havlicek that time.
4: no. <laughs> On that note, he's Cedric Maxwell. I'm Nick Jell. So follow him on Twitter at Cedric Maxwell 81. I'm at CLNS underscore Nick. And tune in after every game in the bubble. We're out of here.